Welcome to the PMPA Speaking of Precision podcast, featuring your hosts, Carly Kistler-Miller and Miles Free. Hello, I'm Miles Free, and welcome to PMPA Speaking of Precision, Monday with Miles podcast. Carly Kistler-Miller has joined me today, and we are going to discuss manufacturing in the U.S. economy and our place in it. Welcome, Carly. Well, thank you, Miles. So we know that we're essential. We were deemed essential with COVID, so I'm interested to hear what this discussion is going to be about. Official government, Department of Homeland Security essential, right? right. It's not even us calling ourselves. infrastructure manufacturing. Essential. I love it. So manufacturing is the fourth largest segment of the U.S. economy, and I was working with Joe on an upcoming feature, and Manufacturing is the fourth largest segment of the U.S. economy, Carly. And if we looked at it as a standalone economy, manufacturing in the U.S. would be the eighth largest economy in the world. In the world? In the world. Wow. U.S. manufacturing created 11% of the value added to the U.S. GDP last year. In 2020, U.S. manufacturing output was 2 thousand three hundred forty five billion dollars billion with a b billion with a b so two thousand three hundred forty five now add nine zeros wow and that's manufacturing that's manufacturing so that was dollars but what about employment that's a great question carly directly manufacturing accounts for 8.6 percent of the u.s workforce that's about 12 Yeah, 12.2 million people. Just a few, just a handful. Yeah. 12.2 million people. Right. And those 12.2 million people were busy because they made about 60% of our exports, 55% of our patents, and 70% of our R&D spending, which is why we're still able to be manufacturing here in North America. I think we could see why we're essential. Absolutely. We're so employing a lot of people, but those people are still making a ton of product exponentially. Highly product, highly productive. Yes. Highly productive. So now you don't have to just trust me on this. I got these figures from NAM, McKinsey and Company, and the U.S. Bureau of Labor uh, Statistics and the Bureau of Economic Analysis. So these are solid numbers. They are, and I trust you because I know you get them from those sources. But now, how does manufacturing, the the inputs, they come from other sectors in the U.S. and the global economies, right? Right. So we get energy from fuels, utilities, materials, mines, mills. Uh, You know, we're, we're buying machine tools and equipment and packaging and freight. So, so manufacturing is really what drives all these other sectors of the economy to produce. If we didn't consume, if we didn't make products, what would we package? Right. Right? Well, yeah, you need the energy. It creates a lot of demand in the other sectors. That makes sense. It does. So the Bureau of Economic Analysis has has a term for this. They call it the economic multiplier. And the USBEA calculates that $1 worth of final demand in manufacturing, we call that final demand goods, results in an additional $2.68 of 
total economic impact to the economy. So one buck equals $2.68. So manufacturing investment leads growth. It does. $2.68 is a lot of haircuts. It's a lot of fast food. It's a lot of new cars. It's a lot of, it's a lot of, it's a lot of. So one buck in manufacturing becomes $2.68 in the broad economy. That's why manufacturing is so important. That's why manufacturing is essential. It is literally feeding or consuming inputs from the rest of the economy. To produce something for the consumer economy. It's right, and to export. 60% of exports come from manufacturing. Wow. Yeah. All right, so we're in the Midwest, and when I think manufacturing, I think metalworking. Is that what we're talking about? Well, you know, I, I shared that same bias until I went out to the West Coast and saw all those ships waiting to offload, and then I, I kind of recalibrated. But, but metalworking is what we think of in the Midwest, but uh, chemicals, uh, you know, Oh, yeah, you got to manufacture chemicals. Right. Computer and electronic products. Um, you know, a lot of our shops are making parts for cell phones. <laughs> Those little tiny, you little know. Little bitty you know, Keeps we've, our we've lives seen, going. Yeah. You know, electronic uh, parts. Uh, food, beverage, and tobacco products. And you say, ah, come on, Miles. You know, food. What? What? How's food, food manufacturing? Um, guess what? You know, those soda fountains? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, those nozzles, those are stainless steel. You know, we're we're we manufacture a lot of things in this country and food products is is some too and we make our shops make the parts that are necessary for food manufacturing and food packaging. And you know, and distribution apparently it's giving me my diet coke. Ab- absolutely. Absolutely. All hail the people who come up with that nozzle. Yeah. You look at chemicals, computer and electronics, and food and beverage, those are the top three manufacturing sectors if you look at dollars. So we eat a lot of food and we all spend a lot on cell phones and electronics. If you're going down that road, then what about transportation? Well, that's certainly the big player. That was a pun. Did you catch my pun? <laughs> Going Drove right road. by me. Ah! <laughs> Drove right <laughs> by me. So um, if, if you think of the markets most heavily served by our industry, automa- automotive, light vehicle, you know, light truck, aerospace, transportation equipment, and parts and machinery <laughs> thereof, right? Um we serve them, and they, these, each of those actually have more sales than we do. So we're, we're a key part of making, making everything run. Oh, well done. I never get tired of that. So if you uh, wanted to look at this a little broader, our precision machining is part of a, a sector called fabricated metals. So we're 332721. Fab Metals is three, three, two, and then three zeros if you're using the six-digit NAICS system. And uh, Fabricated Metals, which we're a part of, is the seventh largest sector in manufacturing. Wow. So I'm sure you know this. What was the output for Fabricated Metals? In 2019, it was a mere 161 
billion dollars. Ooh, back to billion with a B. Yeah, so the originally we talked about, you know, 2,345 billion. Well, Fab Metal is 161 billion. All right, so then we're a segment of that, and our next code is 332721. So what, what's our data for our NAICS code? So our NAICS code is 20.8 billion. So we're an eighth of fab metals. But 20.8 billion is, that's... Billion with a B. That's a lot. Yeah. That's, that's a, a lot. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. How did we get there? How, how, did, how did we just sell $20.8 billion? Well, machinery manufacturing is our largest market served, according to the, the data I found, with um, automotive and light truck and automotive parts manufacturing following right after that. So you have, there's a quote. Who do you quote? Somebody from Horn about, what, what oh, is Oh yeah, no, no, cars would, no cars would move, no planes would fly, no medical devices would be implanted without tools having been employed by the machinist. That's Lothar Horn, uh, CEO of Horn in Germany. And it's so apt. Horn, you need precision USA, tools right? to get all of that done. Right. So we talked about machinery manufacturing, automotive and light truck, and automotive parts. Guess what the next sector is? What? Aerospace. Oh, just a little sector. Just a little sector. <laughs> little companies like Boeing. Ah. <laughs> Raytheon. Wow. SpaceX. Oh. Oh. All the fun toys. SpaceX, right. Light truck manufacturing rounds up the top five. And then the next five are medical instrument manufacturing, medical implants manufacturing. I like to think of medical implants, Carly, as jewelry you wear on the inside. <laughs> Off highway. And only TSA gets to see. <laughs> only TSA gets to see it. That's right. Off highway. That's Caterpillar, John Deere, Bobcat. Tractors you know all that all that equipment we see, right? All that equipment we see when they when they talk about infrastructure or when you see all those orange cones. Yeah. That's that's off highway. Oh, that's off highway. That's off highway. Okay. Right? And then finally, heavy truck. That's a lot of extremely important markets that we serve. Well, I'll tell you what. I, I'm I, bursting with pride right I, now. I'd, I'd have a pretty crappy diet if uh, we excluded all the food that didn't get to me by truck. Uh, yeah. Right? Yeah. And at the time of this podcast, they're talking about uh, some kind of potential rail strike. Oh, and yeah. And a, a lot of the stuff coming from the West Coast gets in a truck trailer, and then that truck trailer gets put on a train, and then it gets here. So so the train is very efficient for that long haul, and then the trucks are kind of local, sub-local. Sub I, I can't imagine, you know, what are diesel prices? Imagine if instead of trains, every trailer had to, move, had to have the fuel to move it across the country. So, you know... The economy matters, and that's that's really the point of this. Manufacturing matters. We're really important, but everybody's important in this economy because part of that two dollar and thir what was it thirty eight cent number? Yeah, two dollars two sixty eight. Two sixty eight. See, I lost thirty cents. 
So <laughs> there's a quarter and a nickel floating around somewhere, folks. Mail them right. back. We, we got it back. We got it. We got it back. So that's part part of that is this transportation to move our stuff. It's interesting you talk about transportation on our final cut of the week video last week we were talking about the the truckers and how the diesel has dropped and the rates are are getting better but the demand is still so high and the they're they're still having trouble getting every everything out there but now with the fed rate hikes it's just completely offset everything that's been happening with yeah. the the diesel prices coming down and stuff yeah. so it's crazy i just still dealing with that i just uh in fact i just prepared an email for you and renee for our weekly content and producer prices came in and producer prices that's the price our shops pay for the supplies materials and and everything that they need up eight percent year over year up up eight percent year over yeah, year not surprised Okay, went a little uh, off the track there. <laughs> Bring it back. Okay, well, we employ precision tools to make the parts that are essential in this economy. What our people make matters. The decisions that our people make, you know, what's the song, should I stay or should I go? Should this part ship or should this part, you know, not go? That's important. Our people are making those decisions every day, every hour, right? Um, that difference matters. And, uh, you know, if it's... We have a lot in the can't fail. That's right. I mean... Failure is not an option. We're not going back in to retrieve that jewelry you wear on the inside. I hope not. If there's, you know, a recall, right? We No, no possibility for recall if it's going in, right? That's That would be... That would be horrific. So critical human safety is, you know, this is where we really shine in the U.S. You know, the, the critical human safety parts aren't imported. We make them here, and we make them in our shops. Bursting with pride. I, I am I'm proud. telling you, so am I. Heart is full. Absolutely. So our production in, in precision machining is just one-eighth of the seventh largest manufacturing industry, which is fab metal, which is itself the fourth largest sector of manufacturing in, in manufacturing. So every day people live well because we made the parts that enabled the physician to heal or, or straighten, straighten limbs or whatever, okay? Uh, if you got there, the mobility, our parts made it, and um, the electronics. I mean, we just, we're thriving because we're thriving. Even with 8% higher producer prices, we're thriving, right? So basically our place in the economy is an incredibly important place. It you, is. You can talk numbers all you want, but when you talk about the the human effects that our parts have on, on people's lives, on airplanes on cars on our electronics on medical stuff uh, even food safety i mean our food doesn't spoil we don't get poisoned because the refrigerators work right 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 and so, i get my diet coke so that i'm smiling i mean it's all good it is <laughs> our precision machinists make a difference and the things that we make a difference on 
are about $20 billion a year. Wow. Yeah. Billion so that's our place in it. The planes don't fly, thank you, Mr. Horn, if they don't have our parts. And that wraps up today's podcast on manufacturing in the U.S. economy. Thank you for joining us. For additional information, please visit pmpa.org, where you can also search for articles, webinars, podcasts, and other resources. It's a much more fun search than going to the USBEA. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast because you don't want to miss one. And if you aren't already taking advantage of PMPA membership, be sure to check out pmpa.org to see all we have to offer. And why is a PMPA membership important, Carly? Because we are better together. Don't forget to join us next Monday on Speaking of Precision, Monday with Miles.